ignite your passion for God and for His work. Listen to Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo, the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Oyibi Cathedral. He comes your way on this podcast with the creative force of God's Word. Bishop Ogo also pastors the Flaming Fire Service, a vibrant youth service with energetic young people who are ablaze for the Lord. He is also the evangelist of the Greater Love Gospel Crusade, a unique outreach program that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving Word of God. Now, listen to Bishop Edwin Ogo. Just trust you, your love just keeps on healing. 
matter how I bruise If I just trust you Your love just keeps on healing me One more coup One more chance That I wasn't there before In your arms no pain can harm The way I'm feeling Lord, I know that you love Hallelujah. Clap your hands for the Lord. Were you blessed? Did Sister Mary bless you today? Then clap your hands once again. Hallelujah. Well, tonight it's one of those cool, nice evenings. And I am happy that in this lovely weather we can also enjoy the word of god i believe god always has something to say to us but our hardness of hearing our lack of time and lack of patience to even enjoy his presence always prevents us and uh, today i believe that god has something to say to us and i'm continuing to preach on this powerful subject from this book, Backsliding. The title is Backsliding. And uh, every Christian needs to be aware that once it is a subject in the Bible, it means that it can happen to you. You know, there are people who feel that they are beyond backsliding. There are people who feel that the subject backsliding is for the carnal ones and the people who are not spiritual and so on. But you see, the Bible says that let him that thinketh he stand. Take heed. We read this verse a, a week or so ago. You know, it, it's very important for you to know, you know, that you can also. Go back. You can also reduce your commitment to God. You can also come to a place where your love for God is diminished. You can also come to a place where you are no longer interested in spiritual things the way you were. You know, the way you were. Backslide. You know, remember I mentioned that, that over 90% of the backsliding period is spent in church you know all backsliding starts in church what we see is is the is is the last two percent you know a lot of people a lot of christians today in church are backsliding you know when you say somebody has backsliding we are not saying that the person is smoking cigarettes when we say oh 
uh, sister sister Ifwa has backslidden. We are not saying that sister Ifwa is fornicating. There are pastors who are backsliding. They are preaching, but they are backsliding. Why? Because backsliding is is defined as a drop in your commitment to God. Yes, a reduction in your in your love for spiritual things. Uh, 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 a drop in your energy. No matter how small that drop is, it is a drop. And you must have that thing in you to detect it. Yes. I remember many weeks ago, I, 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 I talked about the, the, uh, uh, um, the machine called the seismograph, which is used to pick earthquakes. You know, it can pick an earthquake sometimes a minute before it happens because it is super, super, super sensitive. A little shaking because there's a disaster coming. And if you don't pick it early, a major problem is about to, to, to just devastate your life. You should also have that equipment in you to pick subtle drops in spirituality. Subtle drops in your, in, your, in your commitment to spiritual things. Because most of us are in church. I mean, think about it. When are you going to smoke cigarettes? When? When are you, when are you going to be a hajia? How will it even happen? All the backsliding will be in church. As we are singing. As I am preaching now. I could be a backsliding pastor preaching. Oh, Yes. There are pastors preaching who have backslidden. Hmm. The spirituality they had two years ago is not what they are using today. The energy for the things of God they had a year ago is not what they are using today. There is a drop. There is a drop. It is that drop we are talking about. We are not talking about somebody who leaves God. Who leaves God? A drop in your prayer life that you used to pray, you used to talk to God for two hours every day. And now you talk to God one hour every day. It is as serious as a woman who forgets her wedding dress. It's serious. Because God is so nice and so great that, I mean, it is not sensible. It doesn't make sense to drop your commitment to him. God is so everything. God is so great that it doesn't make sense that somebody who was with God, who prayed to him, who went to church, would leave God or would, would even stop reading his Bible. I mean, which book on earth is superior to the Bible? Which book? But you will have people who three years ago used to read their Bible every day, but today they, they read Facebook messages every day. No Bible. And we are saying that it is a subject. It is a very important subject. And today I'm continuing with the, with the, with the symptoms. With the symptoms. You, you, you need to be interested. Otherwise, you will lose God. I tell you, God is not worth losing. It's not, it doesn't add up. If you do the arithmetic, if you do the debit and credit, if you balance the sheets, 
It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense that somebody would have God and love him less. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense that somebody could give money to support the building of the church, churches, and today your giving is towards political parties. Your giving is to help people go through their primaries. There's nothing wrong with it too. But compared to God, where do you stand? Where do you stand? I'm saying that, my dear, this evening, let us all, all of us, we should be able to say that I am backsliding. My love for God is going down. If you can't do that, you can die. Just like everybody should be able to say that, mm, I don't feel well. I don't feel well. I don't have a fever. I don't have a headache. But I just don't feel well. You should be able to tell. You shouldn't wait to collapse before you know that you're not feeling well. <laughs> you may not wake up. <laughs> No, yes, truly. So, 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 in 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 medicine, one of the things we learn um, about convulsions, you seizures, epileptic seizures, is that most of the people who have epileptic seizures, before that convulsion comes. They have something they call an aura. An aura. Which is, they begin to smell something they don't, which is very different. A, a, a particular scent. They begin to see something that is normal. It's not even real. It's an aura. As those who have their seizures, when they, when they smell that thing or they begin to see those things they have those 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 experiences they don't mm, in the next five minutes i'm going to convulse so if they are driving they pack if they are driving they pack if they are walking in town they sit down because it is going to happen and in five minutes the person is fitting the person is convulsing and it's better to convulse when you are seated than to be convulsing when you are driving at 120 kilometers per hour May you know how to tell that disaster is ahead of you. Danger is coming. That is, if you think of epilepsy as danger, if you think of backsliding as a danger to your life, I pray that you will have the capacity, the wherewithal to pick it. That I don't pray like I used to pray. I don't read my Bible like I used to read my Bible. I don't go on outreach like I used to go on outreach. This year, 2020, I've not fasted. And I'm blaming coronavirus, but I've not fasted. The lockdown has confused, has, has, has locked down your appetite, has locked down everything, your spirituality. You should be able to tell that uh, the way I'm relating with, 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 with uh, 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 Sister James, the way Sister James and I are relating, honestly, there's something wrong. 
Because if you don't detect it, the next big thing like the convulsion will be an outdooring you have not planned for. An outdooring you've not planned for. And nothing I'm saying is not without names and dates. I can give you names and dates. So this is a very important subject. Backsliding. Psalm 44 verse 18. Turn your Bible to it. Psalm 44 verse 18. Look at it. It said, our heart is not turned back. Neither have our steps declined from thy way. This is the confession of a God follower, a God lover. Our hearts, our hearts is not turned back because your heart can turn back. Neither have our steps declined from thy way. Our heart is not turned back. Neither have our steps declined from thy way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you understanding what the Bible is saying? Yeah. This is also a Christian. A child of God. Who is walking with God. Who who loves, just like you. Don't you also love God? And he's saying that, I mean... Time will fail me to read the conversation of what he's saying, but he comes to a point that he confesses that our heart is not turned back. Neither have our steps declined from thy way. It's like you were walking on a certain path and now your steps have declined. It's like you are not walking on that path anymore. He said, this is not how I've lived my life. So a Christian should be able to say that my heart has not turned back. My heart has not turned back. Because your heart can turn back. As the Bible is saying right there. Your heart can turn back. And your, your steps, you can stop walking on a certain path. A certain path of holiness. A certain path of righteousness. A certain path of serving God. Your steps can actually step back. And, and that is why... I'm preaching this so that you too one day can speak like the writer of Psalm 45. You one day, Psalm 44, you should be able to say that my heart never turned back. My heart never turned back. I mean, I can tell you by the grace of God, by the, by the grace of God, I mean, I got born again um, 37 years ago. I mean, I'm a human being. I'm evil. I don't, I, 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 I even forget things. But I will tell you, as far as I'm concerned, as I can remember, my heart has not turned back from God. It's like, like some, some of you feel that it is even fashionable to backslide for three weeks. When you appear, everybody surrounds you. And I, oh, Charlie, where have you been? Oh, sister, how is life? It's like it is fashionable to backslide. When you backslide, then they come and visit you. They bring you bananas. Are you a monkey? I've never had... Ever, for 37 years, has there been anybody who came to my house to ask me why I don't come to church? Why I don't attend prayer meetings? Never. Never. Because within me is the, is the seismograph. Is the ability to detect that. Hey, Edwin, stop it. Move yourself from that place. If you don't have it, 
you will not end well. You will begin in the spirit and end in the flesh. Paul talked about it. Having begun in the spirit, he was asking that. Having begun in the spirit, have you now ended up in the flesh? Is that where you are now? You began in the spirit, now you are in the flesh. It's like you've backslidden fully. Full backsliding. And to begin in the spirit and end in the flesh is a long period. Most of which will be spent around pastors, around bishops, in the church, singing in the choir, preaching on the stage, till eventually the person has ended up as a backslidden, totally wild person. Today I'm continuing as we end the service. And I'm talking today, you know, I've shared many symptoms. Symptoms are important Basically, like I said last week, and I'll continue to say it, symptoms are, you, you need to respect symptoms, whether you are a doctor or not, because you will never have the chance to see the real kidney. You will never have the chance to see the real brain. You need to know what is happening to you that is a pointer to a disease in your brain. You need to. You need to know. That when ABC is happening to you, that this, is the, this is likely to be malaria. I'm having this problem. It's very important. Symptoms are important because we, we hardly will we ever see the real thing. Real thing. Real. R E A-L. Real. It's rare. Real. It's rare. Nobody, few people, hardly will you find people who come to stand in front of you as they are. It's like the way they are is the way they are showing themselves to you. No. You will, need, you will need to interpret signs and symptoms. That No, this girl with the nice makeup and the nice smile and the nice dress, she's depressed. Based on ABC, she's depressed. This girl is depressed. Because some people, when they are sad, that is when they dress most. They dress nicest. Yes, to eclipse the depression. So if you just look at how the, wow, Sister James, you're looking beautiful. Wow, Sister Ben, how's, wow, today you are looking, even the smile, how a person smiles. I, I, I saw one today. I saw one today. I saw somebody smile. I said, no, this person is not happy. You should to tell. You, you should be perspicacious. Yes. It's called perspicacity. The capacity to pick details. Otherwise, things will be going on around you and you'll just be there. Just like deaf and dumb and blind and, and, and uh, 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 diabetic neuropathy. You can't feel anything. Watch out for symptoms. Last week I talked about something. Christian surprises. Don't allow yourself to be surprised. I talked about stubbornness. Don't be stubborn. I've talked about, about, about bad company. Come out of bad company. All these things must show you that you are losing your love for God. 
There should be room. There should be a good space in your heart. This may be somebody's message for tonight. When you hear it, you can give your offering. Second offering and go. There should be room in your heart for surprises. That is, you hear something about someone you respect and you honor. There should be room. When you put it there, you've contained it and you are moving on. You are moving on. If there is no room, that Christian surprise will become a storm. It will blow you away. Those who make it to the end are those who were able to accommodate surprises because there are surprises. Christian surprises. You hear news about the person who led you to Christ. The pastor who is preaching to you. The brother who has done the, the church. Has the, this is, and some of the things you, you won't believe that. Ah, can a human being do that? Why can't a human being do that? Are you not human beings? That's why I, I told you last week. I said even the angels who came. They came to rape women in town. We are trying. We are trying. We, we have faults. We have problems. I'm saying, I tell you that we are trying. We are trying. And you must leave room. It's not easy. It's not easy. I thought when the angels came, they would would come and start churches and win souls and have crusades. they, 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 They were just in town chasing girls. Because there are some the girls in town, when you see them, Charlie, you must be higher than an angel not to chase her. It's not easy. So you are going to hear of casualties. You are going to hear of casualties. And that is why you need to understand that as a Christian, the Bible says, looking unto Jesus. We are looking to Jesus. We are pilgrims looking to Jesus. Oh yes, I have a spiritual father, I have a spiritual mother, I've got brothers, I've got people who make input into my life. But ultimately, I'm looking to Jesus. No man. It's good to like me. It's good to look up to me. It's good. You need to. But there should, be, there should be a mark behind and above me you are looking at. As you are looking at me, you are using me to look at the mark. Because I am capable of disappointing you. I'm capable. Why am I capable? Is it because I'm a man? Never. Is it because I'm a woman? Am I a woman? Why? I'm a human being. I'm a human being. I'm afraid for myself. Fighting every day. So don't let your last stop be me. Look to Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. He began your faith and he is the one who will end. I, I am not the one. Today I'm talking about one something. Two, I said one. It can't be one. 
Number two or three or five. <laughs> to be easily offended. People who are easily offended are prone to backsliding. I'm going to go through the points a bit faster. So just know it. Just know it. To be people who are easily offended. People who are very touchy. Always, without fail. When you meet somebody who is easily offended, it means you are looking at a person you won't see soon. You see a brother who's easily offended, a sister, you have to be careful what you say, you have to be careful what you do. When you are around her, you must know what to say and what not to say. And so you are looking, I'm telling you, I've been in church without going anywhere. I've been in church for 37 years. Without the Bible, I myself can give you experience. They never last. They never last. Why? Because the kingdom we are in has offenses. Jesus himself said that offenses must needs come. It must need. This is old English. It, it, it is important that they come. They will surely come. Some people who, who, who complain, oh, I came to church and the usher made me sit here and then later he moved me to go and sit somewhere. And why? Why? Don't they know how to arrange people? Every day we are moving. Every day you are moving. When you are not born again, why are you not moving from boyfriend to boyfriend? Why are you not moving from boyfriend to boyfriend? When we are moving you from chair to chair, oh, 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 oh. what is your own? What is your own? One night you will move to three men. Today you are born again, you are sitting in the church. We move you from second row to fourth row to, there's a problem. Everything, there's a problem. How the pastor preached, the verse he used, the way he pointed his finger, and what he said. I know it. There's a brother who has left the church I'm pastoring right now. He left it because he said, he said, he said like, when I'm preaching, I'm talking about him. It's even a mental condition. The person is mad. The person is mad. It's a type of, it is, it's a state of paranoia. Paranoia. And all of it, when you go inside, the person is, is involved in a certain behavior, a certain lifestyle. You marry such a person who is easily offended, get ready for divorce. I know her sister, I know her personally. I know her personally. I mean, this story I'm telling is like a joke, but it happened. On her engagement day, they brought their things. I said, I know her myself in English. I'm saying it in English. I know her. They brought their things. You know that engagement, the woman, they give the woman's brothers. They call it something. Akuntasekai or something. The woman's brother. don't know why they don't give their sisters. Is there a reason? I've not heard sisters being given, but the brothers. So they give the envelope. They give the envelope. True story. I can mention name and date. When they called the brothers, three brothers or so, one, the brother came, another brother came, the third one came, and when they went back into the room, the, 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 the second or the third brother took the envelope to the mother. 
in a room and uh, to auntie or what, but he said he knows that they will come back for this money. <laughs> I said, this girl they are going to marry, she is coming back home. <laughs> this money, I won't spend it because they will be coming for it. This engagement money, they will come for it. <laughs> it's too sure. Because he's a sister. He knows her. As she's in the house, easily offended, always bored. I, I remember one day, the brother, he went to the girl's, his sister's room to look for something. He couldn't believe it. There was a stove in the room. There was jollofs, tea. It's like, as... The brothers are hungry, struggling. She, the girl, is in the room cooking jollof rice. Said this girl, this behavior, she's taking it to the marriage and she will come back home. No, I'm saying when you see them, you will know that these people will never. I mean, a a woman who is easily offended, she can't marry. She can't marry. Anybody you know who is is like touchy, easily of advise the person that my sister, I, I see in the spirit that you are a spiritual Enoch. You shouldn't marry. You are not the type, the women who marry, they are not like you. Because marriage, another word for marriage is nonsense. The synonym for marriage is nonsense. There's a lot of nonsense in marriage. That nonsense from the man, nonsense, especially from the woman, a lot of nonsense. <laughs> Few nonsense from the man. <laughs> I'm preaching, baby. I'm preaching, baby. <laughs> a lot of nonsense. Nonsense from brother-in-law. Nonsense from sister-in-law. Nonsense from in-law. There's a brother. His brother. His his brother-in-law went to sell a, a car or something. It's like like it, it's almost like the problem between my wife and I is not enough. Now her brothers have also come, or his brothers has, have also now brought their stupidity into the marriage and to, and, and to disturb our peace of mind. That's all it's not just in marriage there's a lot of nonsense in life so anybody who can't stand nonsense cannot live there's a lot of nonsense in raising children little boys and little girls you see as he's standing there this is nonsense standing here This is nonsense standing here. What this boy, this boy, this girl is, we might as well call her Mamefia nonsense or Fosuwari. But we overcome them and we raise them up to become proper people. That is life. We overcome. We look beyond it. I said, we look beyond it. When you meet somebody who is easily offended, you are looking at somebody who will not be able to stay in Christ. In Christ? In Christ? In Christ with pastors and church members. Oh, offenses must need come. And I like what Solomon said. That one is my five star one. Turn the Bible, look at it, look at it. Look at it. Proverbs 18. Verse 19. Proverbs. A brother offended is harder to be won 
than a strong city. And their contentions are like the bars of a castle. These are very strong, extreme words. You may even wonder, but why is the Bible using such extreme words? These are extreme, almost, almost, almost incongruous, almost inappropriate. But that's what the Bible is saying. When the Bible mentions a brother who is offended, the next thing is to be one. I'll take it again. When the Bible talks about an offended brother, the next thing is to be one. It means that an offended brother is equal to a lost brother. When a person is offended, be, be very careful, protect your heart. Try not to be offended. There's a lot of nonsense in church because we are human beings. It's a human institution. It's a human organization. It's human. No matter the size of the cross you see in the church, look, show the cross. Show the cross, my brother. Show the cross. No matter the size of the cross you see, there's still a lot of nonsense around. Even to put up that cross, there was a lot of nonsense before the, the cross was put up. I remember problems I've had with carpenters. There's a lot of nonsense around. So if you're the type, you can't handle people's weaknesses, uh, issues, things which don't make sense. Every, uh, everything you are complaining, you, you're going to marry, he has put his toothbrush by my toothbrush. Why I see use my towel? My towel is now wet. How will I bath? I want to go and sleep. And she has used my side of the pillow and she used that side last night. And when I put my head there, I could smell her saliva and all this type of nonsense. You'll be offended. There are many things will offend you. It's not even just your Christian brother or your wife or your sister. Even God himself can offend you. Yeah, God can offend you. I, was a, I told you some time ago, I was a medical student when I became a pastor. Student, final year student. Instead of God encouraging me and rewarding me and making me feel that what I was doing was something very great that I should do more, that people should even copy me and do well and so on. The first year, this is 27 years ago, the first that happened to me was the death of my son. My son died. I said, hey God, if one year equals death of son, then 30 years, what will happen? 30 over 1 times death of son. 30... Uh, uh, Times death of son is, is clearance of the whole family. If I follow you, you will kill, um, you kill my wife, kill my mother, kill my mother-in-law. If in the first year you have killed my son, then within 20 years, I won't have children. This is God. Because really, who are you? Who are you that God cannot test your heart? Not everything we expect in this world, it's only on paper that 2 plus 3 equals 5. I say it's only on paper or you go and pick stones that you can see the stone. 2 stones, 3 stones, 5 stones. But life, 2 plus 3 equals 1.5. 7 times 20. You multiply 20 by 7. You are expecting 140. When you go, the, the, the answer is 15. Nothing is straightforward. 
you must, you must have the capacity to take some things and move on. Things didn't happen as I had planned. My plan was that after writing my final exam, I will have my outdooring. Yes! Not to be burying my son. You write off even the exam I failed. <laughs> even the exam, it's, like, it's like the plan, the, everything was basa. But I'm still standing here by the grace of God. Ah, beautiful and nice. I said beautiful and nice because it's not just faith, but faith and patience. You don't have it, you can't follow God. I'm saying that do not be easily offended because whenever you are easily offended, you are equal to a lost person who must be... In fact, when, when you become offended, you are now a project. Yes. An offended sister in the church is a church project. Sometimes we must put a lot of things on hold to win her, to go back for her, to visit her, to call her. Sister Shawanda, how is life? Did you eat? Was your food, food nice? Did you use milk? How is life? Do you need shoes? Sister Shawanda, how is, how is everything? How is life? You can't. Everything should be put on hold. And they take it into the marriage. And smarten. They are packing their things. They are going to their mother. Going to Sunyai. It's like there is no space. There is no space. Put your hand on your heart and ask the Lord to keep your heart from offenses. I tell you. Tomorrow. Some of you, your own is coming tomorrow. Tomorrow, no. Tomorrow. Sure banker. Your banker tomorrow. I can assure Saturday, Sunday, Monday, by Tuesday, Monday, tomorrow, by Sunday, or I mean, something is happening tomorrow. Pray, the ability to overcome, ability to overcome. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The next, the next symptom you must look out for, because backsliding won't come and stand in front of you and say, hey, I'm backsliding, let's go. Let's go and backslide. It's not like that. Here, let's go. It's not like that. It's very important for you to know that sometimes, as it is happening, it is, it, it, this thing can let me leave the church. The way I'm offended, I'll leave the church. I've been offended in this church. Yeah. And, but for my wife, my wife, my, but for my wife, I wouldn't even, maybe I wouldn't even be in church. Because you may think that, oh, what you are, uh, but it, it, it is the issue. It, it, it may be a non-issue for you, but it's a very, very serious issue for me. Enough to get me offended because I'm a Christian. I read my Bible. Why should I be offended? So, so it's not about whether the issue is, 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 is an issue or a non-issue. The point is that the person is offended. And at that time, if you don't have anybody to speak sense into you, 
you are going off. You are going off. You are going off. That's how pastors leave churches. That's how bishops leave churches. So the Lord has spoken to me. Guy, it's no, it's no law. It's some kinkies. They have eaten plus a movie and their carnality, which got mixed up with some offense. Which God? Do you know? Do you know? If God will speak to you, do you know what God will say? You think a title bishop means that God speaks to you? You must be out of your socket. Having a title bishop doesn't mean God speaks to you. Having a title reverend doesn't mean God speaks to you. A lot of demons are speaking to us in the name of scriptures. Jesus met one. If God is speaking to you, you yourself should read your Bible and come back and tell us what he will say to you. It's just offense. You are following offense. Like I also could have followed offense. We all follow it. That's why we pray the Lord in that day of evil, send a helper, send a friend, send a voice, send an angel, send a messenger, but send something. Because when you are offended, it is difficult to win you. More difficult than a strong city. One, 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 one lank, and, and most of such people are lanky. I've, I've noticed that they are all lanky. They, are not, they, they, don't, they don't put on weight. They are all lanky. I'm just seeing a pattern. Most of the people who leave churches are lanky. You see that the Bible is saying that one lanky brother who who, who has left a church, it's more difficult to win him. Listen to me, my brother, my sister. I am placing the responsibility on you, not on the church, not on your pastor, because there is nonsense from everyone, including you. Somebody is tolerating you. Somebody is tolerating you. Somebody has stomached your nonsense. That's why when the woman was caught in adultery, Christ, anybody here who doesn't have a problem, just throw your stone first. Just throw it first. You see that? There was no one. Because the truth is that we are, all, we are all full of nonsense. We are all full of offensive behavior. So as you are judging somebody because you are offended, be very careful. Be very careful. One day, your son will slap you and bang the door and leave the room. When you are offended eh? Just say it in English. That I am offended. God hasn't spoken to me. Actually, if God were to have spoken to me, he would have said that you stay. But I'm, off- I'm, I'm following my offense and I'm leaving. Don't say God has sent you to go and start Greengrass International Church of God Incorporated, lover of God in Christ. Community church. Say that your offense has, is what has moved you to, from the church. I mean, it cannot be. If one day, God forbid, I am offended in this church, something happens, it offends me, and I leave the church. I, I should not say that God is speaking to me. My offense is what took me away. And it will not happen in the name of Jesus. Say amen! Satan is after us. He's after us. 
What you may not know is that your family, you see, your marriage, just last, was it last night or two nights ago, the way you were smooching yourselves in the bedroom, you won't believe that that smooching is connected to the church you are in. You, you, you won't know how it is connected. You see how your son goes for outreach. He likes playing instruments in church. He reads his Bible. Like when you go to his room, there's Christian music. Christian music. One thing have I desired of the Lord. And it's, it is wafting from your son's room. You may not know that it is connected to the church God has put you in. Yes. But for the church, you would have been hearing and as it is playing, Indian hemp will be flowing from the room. You see small. But God, through the church that you are, you, are, you are insulting, has kept your house, kept your son, kept your wife, kept your marriage, kept your life. Overcome offenses. Be ready to overcome offenses. Be ready to overcome offenses. The next one, I think my time is up already. But let me give you this one. Forgetfulness. Yes. Watch out, you yourself. It's a symptom. Don't forget. Don't forget. Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 14. Deuteronomy chapter 8 and verse 14. Then thine heart be lifted up. And thou forget the Lord thy God. Which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt. From the house of bondage. Note it. That thine heart be lifted up, and thou forget the Lord, which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt. Forgetfulness is one of the symptom complex of pride. Yes. One of the the, the, the symptoms of pride is forgetfulness. Like, they forget. Oh, what? We've done nothing. Oh, what? Ah, but me too, I, I, uh, I've also done something for you. You've done what? I don't remember. People, oh yeah, there are people who, that, why? Because, you see, there is something called post-traumatic amnesia. Post-traumatic amnesia. Like somebody can have an accident or fall down. You fall. A, a very significant fall. By the time you come to after one hour, two days, one week, whatever time you can, you, you, you would have forgotten that this man is your husband. Yes. That this is my child. You only live with them out of Christianity that you are taking care of some orphans. But you will never relate. You, you, you won't believe that this is your son. Even though the shape of the head, the box shape, is your husband's head exactly, you will still not believe it, that this is my son. It's called 
post as a, after trauma, an accident, a fall, something very, very traumatic, you can lose your memory. Offenses are also traumatic. You can be traumatized in your soul and just block out what your pastor has done for you. Block out how, how, how your pastor named your children. He poured oil, spoke over them. Today he is Lucifer. And you wonder, that, does this person have memory? He has no memory. He cannot, genuinely cannot remember. It's called post-traumatic amnesia. 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 No memory. And believers also fall away from Christ when they forget. They forget the source. They forget where they came from. A lot of you have forgotten how you used to be before you came to church. How your life was before you came to church. And an and offense or something, just, sometimes it is also uh, or maybe some prosperity. Prosperity. Oh yes. For you are so now so rich that you can buy the pastor. Yes. You can buy him, you can pay him. You just, you just rubbish him. Because prosperity can be traumatic. <laughs> yes. Prosperity can traumatize you. You, it's, it's, like you. you are traumatized. You can't think properly because of money. I know people, I know personally, I give you names and dates. People with a certain type of salary, what they use their money to do, you won't believe it. And at that time, you would have wished that this person didn't have a job. If he didn't have a job, there will be peace in his home. If he didn't have a job, there will be peace in his home. It's not always that money brings peace. In fact, it does not even bring peace. Let's, let's move on. You've forgotten. Don't forget how boys used to come to your house to fight. Because you could mix, you could combine it's like an amplifier which can combine CD, TV. You could combine a bank manager and your classmate and your former boyfriend and your current bank. I mean, it's, it's, it, it, and, and they can actually come. Some of you have introduced your boyfriend as your cousin before. You are watching me. You know. But God, through his mercy, delivered you. Some of you were real smokers. We smokers, that God has polished you. God has, God, God has taken away the indignity of your image and polished you. But you sometimes, you'll be in the church and you forget. You forget what your pastor has done for you. You forget how he has prayed for you, how he has visited you, how, 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 how he advised you, his counsel, his counsel, that all the years you were with him, but for him, you would have died. Some of you would have died. I would have died by now. But for the, for the, for the years I've spent under my pastor. But, but when I become mad, I forget. Because there are some things, if you remember, you won't do it. 
Oh, no, 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 no. That's why I don't know which, what they call it in Zambia or Zimbabwe. But in Ghana, strong locally manufactured alcohol. Some places call, they call it Akbeteshi and so on. But another name for that drink is high alcohol content. It's called Amferwasi. That is, you are not shy of your in-law. You are not ashamed to say anything to your in-law. Because when you see her face, that this woman even looks like my wife, you won't say some things to her. You should be under an influence of unfairness, some apathy, or in your case, forgetfulness, before you can say some things. If you remember, so one of the blockers in our, in our local whatever is this alcohol. When you drink it, everybody is the same. <laughs> if you drink it half a glass right now, there's nothing like a child or an adult or your cousin or your brother. Everybody is the same. So, so you get the, the, the energy to speak your mind to your mother-in-law. When you come to your senses, you've said it. You've said it. Even when you go and apologize, you, you will remember that you said it. <laughs> Forgetfulness is like unfairwasi or akbeteshi. It makes you talk by heart. Before you can say, before anybody sitting here can say that I am, I am Lucifer or I am a devil, you should have forgotten something. You should have forgotten something. Because if you remember it, you can't say it. You can't. There's no way you can say that I'm, I'm a devil. Something has blocked your memory. Watch out. Force not to forget. Don't forget what your mother has done for you. Don't forget what your father has done for you. Don't forget. Don't forget. Your mother, yes, your mother, don't forget what she has done for you. Don't forget what your pastor has done for you. Some of you shouldn't forget what your senior brother has done for you. Your big brother. Your big brother is even more than your father to you. To you, not to me. To you, he may be more than your father to you. And you see, one day you are exchanging words. I, I, I remember one girl who took her mother's wig and used it to slap her. You should have forgotten something to do that. You must forget. You, something must force you to forget that her breast, her nipple was in your mouth one day. I know one girl. I can give you name and date. I've forgotten the date, but I can give you the year. Name and year. In public. How, how then would I have known that her mother's brazier was white? She took the blouse and tore it in public. Tore it. I forgot whether she hit her mother. And the mother held her dress like, and then ran into her room. That's the end. For a girl to tear her mother's blouse, you should have forgotten something. Be very careful. 
Some of you should begin to write journals. You should have a small book or some, some part of your notes where you write things your pastor has done for you. Write it. Or keep pictures. Because one day, a traumatic event can let you forget. An offense, a blessing, some, something, something can let you forget. I want to say it again. When you remember some things, there is no way, there is no way you behave in a certain way. There's no way anybody will talk to his father if you remember certain things your father has done for you. Have, it is a prerequisite that you have to forget. It's a prerequisite. You must forget before you can say some things to him. Because once you remember it, you can't. That's why we have to drink alcohol before we can say something to the woman we once almost knelt down to beg for her daughter. Watch out. In the same way. That's why I'm going to encourage a lot of testimonies. A lot of testimonies. You need to remember what God has done for you. Because I, I, there's that song. When I remember what the Lord has done, I will never go back. Is it not go back? Go back anymore. Yeah. When I, I I'm a talented solo artist. Maybe you don't know. Yeah. I, I minister in Asia. <laughs> when I remember what the Lord has done, I will never go back anymore. When I Remember what the Lord has done. I will. The rest of the words, I'm not under the anointing. If I'm under the anointing, you, I, I'll sing the full song. Yeah. When you remember, that's why I'm saying that you must, you, you must, you see, listen to this one. You must watch out for the precipitants of forgetfulness. The things that precipitate amnesia. Offenses, riches, Pain, excitement, prosperity, superfluous prosperity. Be careful. All these things precipitate amnesia. They make you forget. Because there is no way you will backslide from God. If you remember what he has done, you need of a necessity to forget. How you were almost about to die from drugs and God saved you. God sent a sister and saved you. How you, are, you would have died. Some of you, your house would have burnt down. But the power of God intervened. That's the God you are backsliding from. That's the God. That's the God. I pray for you today. That your memory will be intact. For things God has done for you. For things your pastor has done for you. For things your big sister has done for you. Because I tell you, a chance will come to exchange words. I'm speaking to somebody watching me. 
to remember what your big brother has done. To remember doing something your servant has. If you remember, you see, those who remember, they are of good behavior towards everybody. That's why the Holy Spirit is called the remembrancer. Remembrancer. He, 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 he makes you remember. He gives you remembrance. He brings to your memory. He makes you recollect. Because you, you become mad when you forget. So one of the works of the Holy Spirit is to, is to re- remind you of things Christ has said. And of things men have done for people with short memories are dangerous people. Very, very dangerous. If you find one, move away from the person. If you meet somebody who who forgets easily, there's a book, Those Who Forget. Yes. Those who forget. It's here. It's here. It's a very important subject. Yes. Cameraman, Mr. Cameraman, yeah, that's it. That's it. Yes, those who forget. It's a very, very important book. Very important book. Yes. Read it. Don't forget, don't forget, don't forget. Don't forget what people have done for you. Don't forget. I, 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 I try to remember. Even things my church members have done for me, I try. When I look at somebody, I rem- sometimes it, it, it just comes like a download. Bram! Oh! I said, no, I can't joke with this person. She's fooling, but I should just ignore her. She's fooling, but I should just ignore her. Forgetfulness is very dangerous. Try. And I'll say it again before I end. Watch out for the precipitants of forgetfulness. Things that precipitate amnesia. Watch out for them. And one of the big ones is your prosperity. Where you can stand shoulder to shoulder with your mother and slap her because you, you, you speak better English. Today your mother is a witch. Jobless. God bless you. <laughs> God bless you. I, I just, I, I just saw how your end will be. I, I just had to laugh. <laughs> Never look at your current situation as a pointer to your end. Many have are in hell who once lived in paradise. Try. And when you get the chance, send me a text. You also advise me. <laughs> we are advising ourselves. So you should, also, you should also send me a text that Mr. Bishop, man, you to try. Yeah, because it will... I will, I, will, I will one day stand, have the chance to exchange words with my big sister. It's very possible. Have mercy on me. And it's a cause and a source of backsliding. And all these things, those who are able to overcome them, they stay. They stay.
that today I'm not getting any money from you. But some time ago, you used to feed me. Today, I can even buy you. But some time ago, you used to feed me. It's enough. It stops me from misbehaving. I was out of my mind. I was naked. I was cutting myself. I was living in tombs, among tombs and among dead bodies, in the cemetery. You healed me and brought me back to my right mind. When I remember that, I have to follow you. Lift your two hands wherever you are. As you are seated, you don't need to stand. Just sit and lift your hands and ask the Lord for mercy. Mercy to remember. Mercy to remember. Mercy to remember. Mercy to remember. Zaniko Nalanda Branda Zataba. Shelena Handala. Krondis Katala. Krondis Katala. Sinandi Kilababa. Pray, pray. Now stand to your feet, please. If you are seated, you can stand. You can stand to your feet. Mezande. Rekadaza Mandala Baba. Adindelemosa. Adindelemosa. Backsliding. Backsliding. Lift your hands and pray that you will not forget the things God has done for you. You not forget the things God has done for you. Oh, how He held you, how He healed you, how He saved you, how He helped you, how how He made the way for you, how He broke through for you. He broke through. He defied the odds. The odds were stacked against you, but God came through for you. Lift your hands and thank Him. Sheman Daniasoa, Alianda Star, Balakondele Bromaza, Azanda. Zande ni mosata, shabande babazuli mande bre babazanda. Father, we thank you. Father, we bless your name. We are grateful for this beautiful privilege to have spent this time with you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for speaking to us. Help us and have mercy on us to keep walking on this road. Mm. The battles are many. The battles are many. The allure is strong. The evil is intense. But keep us on this narrow road. It's narrow. It's not comfortable. But keep us on this road. May we never yield to the to the to the magnetism of the Broadway. No. May we never yield. To the enticement and the and the and the allure of the Broadway, no. may we stick yes. to this difficult and narrow road. Yes, Lord. For life and peace are at the end. Help us today, Help us. in Jesus' name, we pray. And if you are here in this service and you want to give your life to Christ, I want to pray for you. I want to ask God to touch you. I want to go ask God to heal you. To heal your heart, to heal your mind, to heal your life. Your life must be healed. I'm going to say, Pastor, pray for me. I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. Wherever you are, just lift up your two hands and say this prayer after me. Say, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. I thank you for today. I thank you for today. I'm very sorry for my sins. I'm very sorry for my sins. I've gone far from you. I've gone far from you. I've done many bad things. I've done many bad things. Please have mercy on me. Please have mercy on me. Please have mercy on me. And wash my sins. And wash my sins. 
Make me pure. Make me pure. Make me new. Make me new. In Jesus' name. I am born again. I am born again. I'm a child of God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Clap your hands. Clap your hands. Beautiful evening.